0: Shalom and welcome back to the Daily tsika HaTzadik Chabura. Today we're going to be doing episode 5, Os Hey. And today Rav Tzadok is going to be analyzing the two terms that teach us the times of Kriyashma evening and day and to mind them to understand some important isodos, fundamentals when it comes to our religious journeys. Now, before we jump in, you know, we going to be talking a lot about God consciousness again today. And I just want to share a couple of tips, at least for me, in my own small way, where I am in my journey, that helped me in trying to bring in a little more of that, that potent awareness that consciousness of that presence of God in my life. For me, meditation has been a huge part of being able to pause and allow myself to connect to what I'm doing, whether it's tefillah, it's prayer, it's a mitzvah, it's Torah, to make myself aware of that presence of God. And I know that meditation, mindfulness, is a very popular term today, either in our secular world here in America and with its derivation from Buddhism in the East. And I know that I myself have been a beneficiary of this wisdom, whether in its more religious examples, the Dharma, or the more secular examples you find today, which a lot of it was, you know, included Jews, um, but also through the works of Arie Kaplan and others who have actually helped me understand and identify, through all of these collected works, the major role that meditation and mindfulness plays uh, authentically in Judaism. Obviously, there could be a whole discussion and conversation about, you know, the differences between Eastern meditation and Jewish meditation, but... Meditation nonetheless is highly important. You look at the works sort of Cook, especially on the sitter, it's clear what he's talking about is these meditative techniques. And you find us also in the P.S. or the Ish Kodesh, who wrote essays about that. And it all fun, it all comes down to in the Jewish perspective, the reason why we can talk about this idea of divine consciousness and the role of meditation that can help us really be aware of that presence, is because if you peel back the layers, according to the Hasidic and Kabbalistic tradition, if you peel back the layers, what, you, what we'll discover, the most basic form of our consciousness, is a part of the Divine. Use the formulation of the Alter Rebbe in Tanya, we are we have a chilek el mimal mamish. we have a piece of divinity, however paradoxical that sounds, that is the substratum of our consciousness, of our very being. But you also find this idea in the Ishpitzer, who again was the Rebbe, when he talks about the sin, with you know scare quotes of um, Adam Harishon and Chava, that it was actually about choosing the ego, which is the perspective of seeing us as apart from God, was actually a very a part of the very sin itself. The, the the detaching of the fruit from the tree is seen in the perspective of the Ishpitzer as very much that, seeing us no longer as a part of God, but rather seeing us really apart. Uh, distant and separate from God in our consciousness. And Rabbi Herzl Hefter has an amazing master's thesis on the Mea Shiloh Flander where he discovers and he develops this idea of a two-tiered perspective of reality that the Mea Shiloh incorporates in his commentary, in his perspective, his philosophy of Judaism, where there is this idea of the I, the personality that we have, that we exist, but at the same time trying to merge that in the recognition in a real phenomenological, experiential way of the fact that we're all just a part of God, we're a drop in the ocean. And also, as we mentioned, the the Piyasetson, the Yish Kodesh, has a whole essay called Be'in Hashkata, a uh, whole discussion of the topic of the quieting in the mind where he talks about that the whole goal is to quiet the mind which is very popular in mindfulness today but then the, after that once you've quieted the mind to be able to peel back to get into the experience of the divinity that divinity that exists within each and every one of our consciousness so i think it's really important to have that introduction that background that framing for us to order really appreciate what tzadok is trying to do in these first few pieces so he writes Even though it's true that the the goal of reciting Kriyashma is framing ourselves, anchoring ourselves, reaffirming for ourselves our commitment to God, divine principles, and divine connection and presence. However, it doesn't end there. Rather, this obligation to have this mindfulness, this awareness to living in the presence exists always that we never have one moment where we should be bereft of that awareness, that presence, that consciousness. And continues with Ol. Like we're running a saying only in a few weeks during the Vidoy, where we say for the sins of the fact that we threw off your ol, that to even forget for a moment the presence of god and therefore the concomitant obligations and responsibilities that that implies for how we live our lives even that moment is itself enough of a khate and again what's a khate a khate is going ahead, is veering off in the wrong direction even that momentary lapse is part of the problem and this idea is further developed by the balshantov Tov, who says ukmo shamra balshantov pasok the pasok in hilam asre adam lo yakhshov lo avon which according to the pshat, means happy or fortunate is the person who God does not hold to be guilty. However, the Hasidic reading, as you read it, Ashrei Adam lo yachshov Hashem, Kama, lo avon, meaning fortunate is the person who's further, very far on their journey, that even a momentary lapse, having that sense of yachshov Hashem, having, having that sense of the presence and the awareness of God in our lives, already that small veering away from the path, lo avon, that they feel we become sensitive to even the most minute shifts away from the the path we're trying to pursue. And so what we're just trying to describe here is a certain path of developing and cultivating a certain sense of sensitivity to the presence and the awareness of God in our lives that even the most minute shift we'll be aware of and then we'll be able to go ahead and recalibrate so we go back to where we want to be. And so now returns back to distinguishing and highlighting the differences between the Yavoda, the, the type of spiritual work we need to do at night, and that during the day, he says, the kabbalas shall arvis, Kozman hashkiva. When it comes to having that again, that palpable awareness of God, which we use the term kabbalas to describe, when it comes to that during the evening time, well as the term implies, when you're lying down, that's the entire night time. That's kolzman shkiva. it's the entire time one is laying down. And so what that tells us as of Tzedek is Shekohalla no se ba'ol. That the entire night time, because as we talked about yesterday and the day before, that this other alternative mode of spirituality, the, the idea of being, of recognizing even in the darkness, there's a karashparch, it's a much more challenging but at the same time very rewarding type of modality of service. But because of the challenges it involves, because there's no clear metric that we can externally look at to say, oh, look, I'm achieving, I'm connecting. Therefore, it requires much more of a hyper-vigilance throughout the entire nighttime. And again, nighttime being a metaphor for this type of modality of spiritual activity. But continues with Tzadok, Ova shal shacharis, rak Hakima. We know that, again, what's the term that tells us the, the obligation of when to do kriya shema during the morning? That's uvikumecha. That's only that, that at the beginning. We only need to sort of affirm and reorient and anchor ourselves at the beginning of that process. As he says, Kemo ha- ha- b'tchilas ha- mitzvah. That when we make a bracha, we're engaging in some sort of sacred activity, we don't have to have this mindset of constantly thinking back and being vigilant, rather we make the bracha that gives us, as we talked about before, this idea of being Mayakh to give us the focus and attention on giving all of our aspirations towards that divine sacred goal. That's enough. Kol it's it, 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 it is sufficient for the entire mitzvah Ma, even though a lot of time will occur. You know, in, in the footnote here he gives the example of the bracha we make before Bdika's chametz And for some people, Bdika's Khamitz last for hours, and yet the bracha is enough, is sufficient to give the focusing and the grounding for the entire spiritual activity we're engaging in. And the same would also go when we make the bracha before engaging in the mitzvah of sukkah. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. Also, that that bracha the beginning frames the entire experience. It doesn't require constant re-upping and vigilance. So Rav Tzadok continues, hamasa that, that again, that reframing, that anchoring in the awareness of God, the Kabbalah's ol, is enough that beginning of the action, hamasa and after that, the sacred activity continues almost on autopilot. Rav Tzadok now continues to give some proofs, both in the Gemara and earlier Hasidic works, for this idea that he's arguing for here, when it comes to the lishma, the intentionality that's required for writing a kosher get. That only at the beginning, as long as you have the right intention at the beginning of the action, that persists and continues for the rest of the action, as he says as well. K'moshakase Batanya, as the Alter Rebbe writes in his Sefer Tanya, parak mamalaf in the forty-first chapter. So So too, biyom shahu es and When it comes to the day, which is associated with the, the clear, more more uh, rule based type of Judaism. So then, hurak b'tchilas hamasa. Then all you need is to frame it at the beginning, and then it will persist for the rest of the time. And like we've been saying until now, hour of Tzadok says explicitly, dike crawl. like the the verse itself teaches us when it comes to describing the time, the time zones for Kriyashma. B'shaqbacha, when you're resting, Hainu Kol That's the entire night time, It represents that entire process, as we said before, that needs that vigilance. when it comes to the morning, when you arise, the first moment of the day, It's only at that beginning of the day you need to frame it. Az Kamen, that at that moment you are You are up, you are excited, you're ready to go. Because we've already started our day off on the right foot with that awareness, that framing of when we can be aware of the palpable presence of God and use that to frame our day to set us on the right step towards success. And he continues and he says, (laughs) That when it comes to the day of activity, it comes to the clear, rule-based, exoteric aspect of our Judaism, then to frame it at the beginning is sufficient. And I guess one way just to summarize what I was trying to say, at least in my opinion, is that when it comes to, as again, we talked about these two modalities of Jewish service, of Jewish spiritual activity, of Odas Hashem, the more exoteric, the more esoteric. You know, the exoteric is, you have the halacha, it's telling you what exactly, what to do, when. And so to go ahead and frame what you're doing for us today, because as we know, Halacha governs everything we do in a very beautiful way from the moment we, we wake up until the moment we go to sleep. In fact, this is why uh, many suggest that we don't need to make a Birch a Torah, the blessing of the Torah, except for the very beginning of the morning. Because once we make the Birch a Torah, in fact, everything else we're going to be doing is, through, is seen through the prism of Avodos Hashem and Halacha and Torah. However, when we come to this other modality, the more esoteric, where it's much more subjective, it's much more personal, and therefore, because of that, it can be both very exciting, but also fraught with challenges. And therefore, says Rav Tzadok, it requires much greater vigilance, which is why the, the idea of Meshach requires a constant awareness, checking in with ourselves, seeing what are we actually doing, are we being honest with ourselves, as we try to pursue this much more subjective modality of what he calls like the nighttime consciousness of God. And so for us to think about that, first of all, Rav Tzadok is highlighting that these are two essential modalities of Rav Hashem. You can't have one without the other but also recognizing that what we do for one isn't going to work for the, for the other. So for us to go forward into this day and think about, first of all, to be happy and grateful that we have this exoteric part of Judaism that tells us what exactly when to do, but also that we have this opportunity for our own personal injection of what our spirituality is going to look like. And so a question I leave with you for today is, what kind of Jew are you? Do you identify more with the Bishach Becha model or the Vikum model? So I hope you have an amazing day.